Yo, so I had a few things on my mind. Um, just kind of wanted to touch on. I think uh, the last episode I talked a bit about. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna be spending time with my nephews, and uh, I touched on like the whole parenting aspect, and um, you know, especially amongst the black experience, and um, kind of diving into that a little bit. And I started really thinking about the whole black entrepreneurship experience. And I guess, (coughs) excuse me, um, it really came to mind as I was just kind of thinking, like, as far as some different things that I do, like I'm currently trying to get into real estate, um, you know, buying houses and renovating them and, and selling them. And, um, I just kind of look at myself and say, even from, you know, like in the standpoint of investing and, you know, I'm right now I'm 31, um, I turned 31 a few months ago and, um, I've never owned a house or anything like that. So my investment property would actually be the first property that I actually own. And, um, you know, I know, I, mean, I know a guy, um, at 25, I think he started, he owned his first house at like 23, um, white kid, never went to school, cool, cool guy, um, but it just kind of made me think about the difference in like the, the knowledge base and like the starting point, and I mean, I'm not going to get all into the whole um, you know, I think everybody understands, like, I mean, if you're realistic, that there is a bit of a different starting point for most minorities, um, and I'm speaking more to the African-American black experience, obviously, but against, like, the, say, like, the white experience, and I'm definitely not somebody that's, like, bitter about it, I kind of just, you know, I wrote punches, like, so, like, if you're a hustler, you're going figure it out. I'm saying it might take you 35, 36, 40, you know what I'm saying, to accomplish some of the same things some uh, uh, a white person or another white entrepreneur accomplished, say, by 30. Um, but you also have to take into consideration the playing field and, like, starting point. And so... Um, just kind of taking all that into consideration, I was just kind of thinking about, you know, even my own situation. I mean, I think if you're an entrepreneur, it's easy to, um, well, I mean, I think you tend to be critical of yourself and your moves and everything you do. And, um, you know, I really got to the point where I have a good, uh, I can have a, a really honest dialogue with myself, but also, I big up myself, you know, when I do certain things, it's like, yo, that's dope, y'all accomplished that, I knocked that out. I think a lot of times, especially as an entrepreneur, you can get to the point where it's always, you're thinking about the negative, oh, man, I didn't get this done, I didn't get this done, I'm taking forever to do this, and just like, yo, that's life, and I think that, um, as long as you're trending in the right direction, you know, um, that's kind of what the focus should be on. (laughs) But as I was thinking about everything, and I was kind of, um, just kind of 
contemplate and like experience, you know, and what the difference is. And like, say like a lot of the knowledge, like my knowledge basis for like making investments or my knowledge basis for like um, entrepreneurship or my knowledge basis for like just general business um, knowledge that I've learned and I've acquired has all been like either self-taught or if I've had the opportunity to, to be in the presence of a mentor um, within a particular field. And that is like few and far between. Um, I'd say 99% of what I know as it relates to any type of entrepreneurship, any type of business, um, has all been like self-taught and has been through like reading and trial and error and podcast. I'm an avid like podcast listener. Actually, that's what I was doing right before I popped on this podcast. Um, and it's, it just made me think like, yo, like the amount of time, the amount of like mental, like, like just, um, I guess mental space that I spend on like just learning and just trying to get up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my parents never, my whole life, even to this day, have never talked to me about investing. Like realistically. And a lot of it's because they just don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's things that, you know, they might even be learning for themselves. They never really had the opportunity to do that. It was just, oh, okay, well, 401k or you know, whatever you have through your <clears throat> company or whatever. But like, as far as like doing their own private investing and different things like that, like we never had those conversations. And it makes me like kind of, it just, it just really, really speaks to the need to like diversify yourself and like not depend on just your own background and it works both ways right because obviously you have so from for the typical let's just say my experience is a typical black experience right so for the typical black experience that's going to be the case you know so you know you you start off you know a foot behind as far as knowledge on you know buying a house and you know, the, the benefits of doing that as opposed to renting and, and um, you know, investing and, and and setting up the savings and, you know, even like, man, like, even like just retirement, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not even a conversation I had with my parents. Like, a lot of that was like, I had to figure that out on my own, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but like I said, it, it works both ways because a lot of the cultural aspects that we have is black people because we've developed that um, and a lot of white people don't necessarily have that. They kind of lack that. You know what I'm saying? Or they have to acquire it in the same manner that we have to acquire the knowledge basis. So it's a great thing when you can get the two to mesh. You know what I'm saying? And I think that um, that's why it's really, really important to really diversify yourself, your surroundings, you know, who you interact with. Because, I mean, if not, it's so easy to stay in the shell to where you don't have growth. Like, you could have, so, say, for instance, like, I could have cultural growth, and I could understand, like, 
so many different things about, um, you know, different cultures and different things. Because I think it's 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 a bit more natural. And it and even from a minority standpoint, I think I think there's more of a acceptance amongst other minorities than amongst what would be considered like the majority, right? And so if you think about it from from that perspective, it's probably easier between like, say like a black dude and a Hispanic dude to find commonality, right? Just on a general basis of like, I mean, you have a starting point of we're both minority, but say like that same black dude with a white dude or that same Hispanic guy with a white dude, it might be a little bit hard. And obviously this isn't like, I mean, this goes on a case-by-case basis, and, like, a lot of what I'm speaking is pretty general. So, I mean, don't take this verbatim and run with it, but it's more so to kind of just speak to the point that I'm making. And on the contrary, um, there could be the situation with, like, the white guy that's pretty financially successful, but culturally he's, like, he hasn't, develop that you know what I'm saying because he's maintained the same circle of like financially successful white people but he hasn't expounded out his mind and I think also one thing with black people that we don't get enough credit for is being able to operate within like a social space right or I'm sorry in a in a um, professional space and if you if you're not black, you probably don't get this, but there's a difference between the black dude you work with at work and the black dude that you like that hangs out with his black homies. You know what I'm saying? Like you might not get that. Cat Williams did a skit. I think it was on um It's Pimpin' Pimpin' and he talked about like the black the black experience in the US is like being like a caged lion. And you know you're a lion but you're in the zoo and you got to act like, you know, you're not a, a fierce lion. You know what I'm saying? And it was funny. It was really, really funny the way you put it. But the context around it was so, like, spot on, you know? And I think that it's even, like, even for black women, right? Like, I've dated girls, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, like, <clears throat> I'm really into, say, like, the natural look, right? So, you know, I, like when a woman wears a natural hair and stuff like that. And even in like interacting with like women and kind of talking to them and getting an understanding of like certain things, women that work in a professional environment, like black women, a lot of times they don't even feel comfortable to do that because it's deemed as unprofessional. And it's like, yo, how could the way your hair naturally looks be considered unprofessional? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong, if it's all over your head, that's a different story. But it's just like, yo, you comb that joint and put, like, a ponytail with it or whatever. Like, how is that considered un- unprofessional? But, like, that's the society we live in. And those are, like, it's kind of gotten to the point to where it's, like, I feel like we do so much as black people to make white people feel comfortable within a professional space that they don't even a lot of times realize like, yo, this isn't really like who this person is. And you can lose yourself in that. Like for real, for real. Like I think a lot of times people don't even notice because it's like, yo, that becomes second nature. It's like, if you like, I'm, I'm like half Nigerian, like, you know, so 
when I hang out with like Nigerian dudes, right? And I could see like Nigerian dudes, like you see these dudes like, and they'll be talking to like, you know, other, even other black dudes, right? And they'll just be like, you know, talking just like I'm talking right now. And then like, I'll see them like with the Nigerian homies and it'll be like a whole nother like, hope I, what, how you did? You know, like things like, and it's like, yo, you was just talking just like, <laughs> just like my man, like, you know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of one of those things. And so I think it's one of those those things as far as with the black experience is like, yo, we got to put on so many different like, you know, like the professional vibe and then just take, for instance, like the Nigerian thing. Then it's like the black, uh, <laughs> the I guess the the um, the black vibe. Then it's like, boom, the Nigerian vibe. And it's like, yo, which one are you most natural? You know, what I'm saying what's your most natural state? And I think that as black people, man, honestly, I feel like we got to stop doing that. And the reason I feel like that, and don't get me wrong, like, like, so for instance, if I'm kicking it with the homies, I'm, you know, I say nigga, uh, you know, I curse and do different, you know what I'm saying? It's just a different type of dialect. So it's a thin line, right? Because you can't really just be out there like that because certain things just aren't socially acceptable, right? But I would say like even, say like in the way I speak around my mother, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like really use nigga around, like, I mean, from time to time, but it's not like something that I do like, you know, I'm more conscious when I when I speak around, it's not as, as free and lack, but that's still me as a person, you know what I'm saying? It's just a bit more of a refined me, I guess I would say. But like within the professional space, so say for instance, like I don't even give opinions on like any type of obviously political, 100%. Because I mean, I work in engineering environment, construction environment, like redneck white dudes, and you know Republicans, this and that. And I'm not one. I'm not. I'm not really the type. I, I don't really run no political flag like that, no way, like, you know what I'm saying, I don't identify Republican, I don't identify Democrat, that just ain't my thing, you know what I'm saying, whoever's in office, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna handle my business, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna do my thing, but obviously, um, you know, they're, like, the whole, when Obama was in office, or when he was running, especially the first time, like, I was really, like, 100% behind that, just because what that meant, you know what I'm saying, and what what that was, and obviously I felt like the dude was qualified uh, as far as his bona fides, right? Um, I mean, there's no way he could have got that far being a black dude and not been qualified. I mean, he was highly qualified for the position. Now, as far as what happened when he was there or what didn't happen, the lack thereof, I'm not even here to get into that. But what I am saying is, like, if I'm in a professional space at work, you know, it's just certain conversations I'm just not going to pick up out of the sense of, like, yo... I don't want to come off as like the, the angry black guy. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, like you shouldn't be forced to like feel that way. You know what I'm saying? And I think earlier in my career, like that's one of the reasons, like, yo, I hated corporate. Like I hated corporate and I, I could never really work corporate consistent. Cause it was just like, yo, these, like, for me to be, I have to be fake as fuck, like, you know what I'm saying, like, 
And that's one thing I'm not really cool with. Like, I'm like, yo, I got to be myself. You know what I'm saying? Because that's why that just begins to weigh on you so much. Like, it's like, especially you spend, like, the type of jobs I've worked, like, I've always worked in energy for the most part since I've been out of college. And, you know, jobs, like, the shift be 10 hours, 12 hours, 5, 6, sometimes even 7 days a week. So it's like, yo, I'm spending the predominant amount of time at a job being somebody I'm not. And it's like, yo, that is, that's whack, dog. Like, I never advocate for that. And I would say, obviously, early on within your career, you know, you might not be as comfortable. And I think everybody kind of goes through this. But sooner or later, you got to switch it and, and, and put it into perspective. It's like, yo, you can't sacrifice who you are to make white people feel comfortable. Because I think a lot of times that's what happens as far as the black experience. It's like, yo, kind of like dumb down all of that to make them feel comfortable. And I'm not saying dumb down in the sense of like actual dumb down, just using that as for a metaphor of what I'm saying. So it's like, yo, if you're like a super conscious, like if you think about it in terms of rap, like you're like a J. Cole mentally, but for you to sell records, you need to spit Migos. And it's like, yo, you're not Migos. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like J. Cole, like the introspective raps or Kendrick, like the, the things you get, the topics you would talk about and the things that like cultivate your mind and the things that you, you know, the way you want to express your talent is J. Cole Kendrick-esque. But you got to sell the records. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we do that a lot of times professionally and I feel like we really got to stop that because you being unique to yourself and like being true to yourself should never stand in the way and obviously like yo I'm saying this and I know it does in some environments like it really does but it's like yo if that's the case you shouldn't be there dog like you either should create your own environment to where you can coexist within a space that, that like you've created for yourself and you've created for the type of business you want to do or you should just fully transition out of that and get some get into something that's more aligned with like who you are as a person and like I know some people like yo this might go over their head and they'll be like yo nah man like I went to school for accounting and I work at XYZ accounting firm and it's a good job, so I'm going to work at XYZ accounting for me. But you got to think about the opportunity cost for what you're doing. Because every day you go through doing that, like, you're essentially you're, you're losing yourself. You know what I'm saying? Until you're going to get so far and so in-depth in it, it's like, yo, one day you're going to wake up and be like, yo, like, how did this happen? And I think that happens to a lot of people, like, within that professional workspace. Because it's not like... I mean, it, it's something that takes time, you know what I'm saying? And I think that it's it's one of those things that it's like, it'll keep going and it'll keep going and it'll keep going and you, you might not pick up on it and you might think like, yo, everything's cool until the point where it's, you're too far gone, you know what I'm saying? And then you're like, yo, how did I get this far away from the person that I was? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Or I am or the person I want to be. And I think that, you know, that's that's one of the things to really, like, 
keep in mind as you go through this experience of being a young professional, especially within this current climate, you know what I'm saying, with the political climate, I mean, there's so much going on, I just feel like, yo, we have to stop feeling like we have to make white people feel comfortable at the expense of our own, like, you know what I'm saying, that I, of our own happiness and us being ourselves. Like, yo, if you if you can't rock your hair like natural in your work environment, then you don't need to be in that work environment. And I know that's hard. Like I said, I mean, I know some people just they're going to continue to sacrifice. But it's like, yo, like that's a big sacrifice. Like you're, you're not just sacrificing in the sense of doing something you want to do. You're sacrificing on the principles of who you are and it's like yo is that something you really want to like use as leverage for like continuing to like go up within your career you know what I'm saying because I think so many times like we get so used to structure that we're so scared to do anything outside of that structure and I think that's what keeps people like that's like the matrix right it's like keep everybody locked in on this is what life is supposed to be for you. And if you continue to do this, you know, you work here 30 years, you get a Rolex and you get full retirement and then boom, you start living at 65. And it's like, man, like, dog, is that what you're really looking forward to? And I think the same thing within the work environment, like, yo, you got to keep in mind, like, whatever benefits you're getting, there's always an opportunity cost. And as it relates to, like, opportunity cost, as, as that relates to, like, who you are as a person, it's just some things that aren't worth it. Dog. Like, don't get me wrong. I make good money doing what I do, too. But at the same time, like, there are certain sacrifices I can't make off the principle of who I am. So it's like when I approach the work environment, I approach it with that space. And that's one thing that I do like about construction. It's not as as um i guess clean cut and so it's kind of like you know what i'm saying like i could literally tell somebody yo man shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of my face and it, it's <laughs> it's not like i'm gonna get fired like you know what i'm saying like it's, it's that type of work environment so i think but even at that like there are still some things to where like you know i got dreadlocks and things like that and you know i mean i walk around beard most of the time like you know I might not hit a barbershop in three weeks and it ain't like no issue like if I was working on Wall Street or something then it's like yeah it's a different story right because I mean the presentation is so much more aligned with um the job but for me I think that you know taking all this into consideration I'm not sacrificing too much and so I just want to encourage everybody to think about that you know in your day-to-day like what is it that you're sacrificing to get where you want to get? And yo, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Is it worth whatever it is that you're having to like that opportunity cost for you? You know, the money that you're getting, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I would say, be very, very cautious of thinking of these things as like temporary because so many times, like if you know anybody or if you've done business, you know, like, Yo, in your mind, you go into something, you thinking it's like a six-month time frame, and a year or two later, you still like, yeah, I'm still working towards that. And that's how it is. I mean, 
in life, man, things come up. You know, so many things come up that are out of our control. So you have to think more along the lines of like, yo, is it really worth me sacrificing this as opposed to is it worth me sacrificing this for this time frame? So, yeah, I just wanted to leave that with y'all. So I'll be back soon. But peace.